0: what's wow, going back on to the normal little ding
1: ding it was
0: weird last last time it said in my ear it actually said you are now recording <laughs> like, this is fucking weird I but now going. obviously i've got my microphone back i've got the internet back uh not going uh 5g 5g long.
1: um but, i wonder um, what's being uh heard in the uh, prescott's ear tonight
0: you fucking suck, you scrub. Uh, I can't even. Well, no, I can't even say it. he doesn't. Suck. No, he, he played a damn good game.
1: He did. He really did. Um, uh, and you know what? He did. And uh, Lamb obviously held up his end of the bargain. He was another 150 plus yarder game for him.
0: Yeah, I think he had like 170 some yards.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, they 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 ran up the numbers, but um, you know what? Um, they didn't
0: fucking win.
1: No, and that's the thing, and I think that's been the whole mo for this entire season for the Eagles is that you know where they sit now um heading into the bye what 8 and 1
0: yeah and, and 1
1: and it's uh it's wild you and I did a our yearly predictions and um you know we, we were re- pretty real about it uh we both kind of suggested that at this point in the season that they'd have you know maybe upwards of two losses um, yeah. so i think we're we're pretty spot on right now
0: yeah i think you i had them losing to the jets but that was before we knew about um, aaron, aaron. But it ended up being right anyway. Right. And then I think you had them losing to Washington in one of the games, and I think that was it. Which wasn't far off if you
1: think about it, because those have been yeah. probably the the most contested games, really. Right. Um.
0: So, um. So we're sitting right around where we thought we'd be, roughly. Because here, let, let's be real. Neither of us knows what the fuck we actually said because it's been a while since we recorded that episode, and neither of us has the the sheet that we wrote down our actual picks on.
1: No, um, no, we uh, we typically had run into these things with doing uh, some legitimate like online note taking, you know, utilizing Google Docs or, or whatever. Um, but I know I w- I just wung it on that one. I really did. I just kind of was like, eh, just go. Because I kind of knew it was – and I'll be honest, and it was legit. I honestly thought that this season was going to be pretty much as advertised as where it's at right now. Um, You know, I didn't want to predict into much like the year before what the playoff scene was going to look like. You know, barring outside anything crazy, I knew this year was going to be another playoff contending team. Right. This should be no surprise to anybody. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, So – would like to kind of take real quick and kind of see what you think about where we're at the first nine games heading into the bye week and uh you know what what could possibly be done better, what's been gone right, and um what would you like to see kind of moving forward?
0: So definitely the offensive play calling and, and you know, we sit here and complain about the offense, but they're playing damn good football it's just more consistency is what i need to see um as far as you know getting leaning on the run game more which they did to a fair degree in this game it wasn't as effective um but i you know i would like to see more of a rotation with kenny gainwell and rashad penny and uh deandre swift or lean on DeAndre Swift, but whatever you got to do to get the, the running game untracked and, and back where it needs to be going, um, like it was in the beginning of the season. So we need we need to concentrate on that. Um, the red zone offense needs to be cleaned up, obviously. Less, less stupid penalties. Um, special teams was a little shaky today, but it's been much improved, so I don't have too much to say there. But on defense man our our defensive backs are just not doing it between right. it, it looks like I mean look they're all making plays at certain times that they're very inconsistent and part of that is I think that we're not getting as much pressure as we were last year um and so that's leading to more time for the quarterback to sit in the pocket and pick apart the coverage and to be able to you know, attack where they need to part of it is just that the coverage hasn't been as good Uh, and i look at you know slay and bradbury you've got a ton of young guys back there you've got inconsistency with the starters because everybody's been getting hurt and that's something you can't really you know there's no magic spell for that to make that stop um but we need we need a little bit more cohesiveness and a little bit more production out of the out of defensive backs and hopefully with be coming in here, um, this is his second week now, and and he's played pretty, he's played okay. Uh, Reed Blankenship, I think, has been their best defensive back, and I'd like to see them in another couple weeks and see where they're at. So yeah, yeah,
1: no, I, I do love the when they brought in Bayard, It was amazing. I think that's yeah. going to kind of solidify. Um, um the defense in that particular sense uh mainly because you know look the safeties d-backs all the way around man, just banged up i mean yeah. just banged up and so there's a reason why they had to swing that you know but again to me it looks like another genius Howie roseman move um just bringing in what you need and not just bringing in some scrub you're bringing right. in an all pro and byard and that was a, a huge move um and then i'll shore that up hopefully Barring anything else crazies, injuries, whatever. Knock on wood. Um, I, but I need. I, I do want to reiterate your point. And it's weird. It's like yeah, eight and one. They're winning games. Um, the offense does look good, uh, mostly. Um, but it's like th- that consistency is just not there. Um, you know, and um, you know, Goddard goes out today late in the game uh, with an apparent arm injury. Um, you know, it, it, it. It's funny. Watch the last couple of. You know. Drives um, without him, and it does make a difference. Yeah, it
0: well, Let really me say this too before we go any further? Fucking Cowboys were playing dirty as shit today.
1: Yes, they were grabbing yes, they his were.
0: arm, twisting it, and pulling him down by it onto it. Just after almost every play, there was some extracurricular started by the Cowboys. And I'm not just saying this as an Eagles fan; they were just being they were being scumbags. Yeah, look the at the. Look at the uh, penalty
1: called on Bayard, and that was after Ferguson threw him over his head.
0: Right. You so, know? next, dude, next game, I mean, it's in Dallas, so it's it's tough to say, oh, we're going to go out and fucking smoke him. But I really expect there to be some kind of reprisal for the bullshit that happened today.
1: Yeah, there's got to be. And the other thing, too, I don't know, again, I hate to say this, you know, being an obviously Eagles fan, but I, I noticed this all the way through was – maybe this is just me refs in their pocket on the cowboy side maybe 60-40 it was not even
0: well dude that's exactly what i said when i i was looking at that the touchdown that was not the one that ferguson caught where yes. his knee was down half a yard before the before the goal line the ref was standing right there watched it mm-hmm. and then still called a touchdown called it anyway yeah yep like no not even a little bit, dude. It wasn't close. So go fuck yourself. Go back to Dallas. Jizz in your cowboy hat and then put it on. Well, dude, uh, and, and here's the crazy thing,
1: too. Uh, you know, that was the thing I noticed the entire game was, you know, everything had to be overturned or it was the review. Uh, obviously, everything on scoring, is always, there's a review on it. It's like like some of these plays are pretty obvious. Like right. the human eye, can, I can see this. Right, I mean, this was one of the first times where I was like basically screaming at the television. I would say like that helps, but it's like, in a sense of like completely helpless, you know, just like this is ridiculous. Like the 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 referees were obviously showing some kind of, I'm just I don't know. And that's the other thing too. I don't know if you noticed. I'm kind of like, you know, going in a different direction here, but still with the referee thing. There were so many late whistles.
0: Yeah,
1: it just wasn't happening, and it was just like what is going on here? Like, I get it. Like let the stuff play out, but it's like the one play where Swift had it and he fumbled and he immediately got it back. And it's like, there's no whistle. It's like, he's down on the ground, his elbows and his knees and every other part of his body.
0: Right. Right. It was nuts, man. Like there's yeah. a lot of stupid shit, but at the end of the day, we won the game. Um. And as usual, fuck Dallas, you know, Dak Prescott came out be- last week, and they were asking about everything. He said, well, today comes out and shows that I am the number one quarterback in the <laughs> NFC. <laughs> Laughable. Um, look, it, he, he did play well today. I, I can't did. take that away from him. He really did. But at the same time, he didn't deliver when it mattered most, and Jalen Hurts did.
1: Right, and I think that's what that, that's going to parlay perfectly into our next conversation when we get into um, uh, in a little bit here. If we're, we want to discuss some Phillies talk, and I just want to you know we'll we'll, we'll use that as a little bit foreshadowing. But um, I'm going to do I do want to run some numbers with you, and we'll talk about this real quick about today's game. Dak was on fire, 29 of 44, 374, three touchdowns, no picks, mm-hmm. um, and even ran the ball a little bit. You know, not very successfully, but you know, 14 yards. I mean dude I mean and the, yeah CD Lamb finished with 11 and 191 It's ridiculous yeah um Jalen on the other side you know look he was a lot more accurate but a lot less passes thrown to him. 17 and 23 207 two touchdowns no picks which is awesome thank god yeah. um you know, and I think that was right. Yeah, did have to get the, the rushing touchdown off a uh, brotherly shove. The thing I, I want to uh, say about the Jalen Hurts not throwing any picks was that was my biggest concern. And knowing that Dallas wasn't necessarily, you know, um, I wasn't overly concerned about it, even though they're really good at uh, forcing turnovers and, and making stuff happen out of that. I don't want to discount that um, on the Cowboys' D. However, uh, Jalen has been very – uh, interception happy in the first half of the season. So I was so glad to see no picks. I think that was my biggest, like, happy takeaway from this game.
0: Um, well, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, he's, yes, he has been. As you, there's no disputing that. The, the stats bear it out. I think what was happening in the beginning of the year was he was trying to play hero ball too much. And we saw that with Carson Wentz. If you remember, uh, was mm-hmm. it 2019, or I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2019, where he was just, man, he was just. Fucking launching it and he was putting the ball up and he was putting the team on his back because he had no one around him, so he was playing hero ball out of necessity. Right. Jalen Hurts doesn't have to. No, he has a team around him. So once he got through that phase, and he was like, All right, hold on. I've got a team around me. I need to start. He's been accurate the whole season. He's his so I saw a stat today, and it's it's fantastic. And it was that he's now, in this game, he was above seventy percent accuracy completion percentage. Right? Mm-hmm. He is a seventy for this season. He, I believe, he is now at seventy percent completion. Hit from his first year to now, he went from sixty-one percent completion to I think it was sixty-two percent. It was like sixty-one his rookie year, sixty-two percent, sixty seven percent last year and he was at or maybe 68 percent last year and he's at 70 now or somewhere in that range
1: yeah yeah he's he let me see i don't know if this bears out yeah he was over 70 okay he is really close to 70 he's right at like 69 <laughs> yeah um yeah um but no yeah no he, he <clears throat> if you bear it out though through his career though he's a career like in the low 60s so he's he's bringing that up um but no he uh you know on the on the uh, on the year showing about a 69% 70% the, I, I don't know I'm not sure if that this uh Cowboys game is in factored into this or not I'm looking at ESPN stats I know Pro Football Reference doesn't update until the night so I wasn't even bothered looking at that yeah but we can call that. I mean, he's. Look, you're right. He's he's basically improved his, his accuracy by ten points in his short career already, um, which is pretty awesome, um, right. from where he started. So um, now he's uh, thrown eight picks this year. So it's really good to see him not uh, do that uh, in this game. Um, but you know what? Ultimately, they won uh, eight and one. Now let's let's kind of run down real quick though. Um, where would where they go from here? So they get the bye week, and I think this is a good good time for it. Um, because now you got to ramp up and you're playing the Chiefs, the Bills, the Niners, and right back to Dallas to finish out your November and to begin December. Boy, I tell you what, man, I don't know of a rougher four game stretch, you know, coming out of a bye of any other team,
0: <laughs> you know, right? And, and it's not even just that, it's So we go into the bye, at Kansas City, Mm -hmm. back to Philly to play Buffalo and San Francisco, at Dallas, and then at Seattle, who has been surprisingly, um, surprisingly, what's the word? Good. Oh, I I didn't want to say good. I want to say, (laughs) but. Um, Not bad. Surprisingly cromulent.
1: There you go. Well, actually, except for today when Baltimore absolutely destroyed them.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and that's why I didn't want to say good. That's why I, wanted to say, I wanted to say something other than good because today they got to the absolutely. Their blurs do, don't off. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt.
1: Yeah. Their mm. blurs don't off. The Baltimore Ravens.
0: <laughs> 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 They'll blow you. <laughs> low, <to> low, wait. Hmm. <laughs> they're
1: You're, they'll I don't even know what you said now own
0: off your, blowers. your blowers. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh, I like but, it. but um but yeah so they've been cromulent and see so we've got to go to Seattle to play them which and is always we, tough yeah so I mean the only go- I guess the good part about that is we can go to Dallas which is you know halfway mm. and uh You know, get used to the time switch there, and then maybe they don't come home for after the Dallas game. Oh, yeah. Go straight to Seattle, get used to it. I don't know. I because I I really don't know. It's a veteran team, and they may just want to come home. You know. Yeah. yeah. Especially depending upon how the game goes. If they if they go to Dallas and lose, they may not want to be on the road for another seven days you know what i mean right days and then come home and you finish up against the giants at home the cardinals at home and then on the road at the giants which is essentially still a home game because it's at MetLife. um so let's let's run through the remainder of the schedule and see if anything has really where we think that they'll be for each game um yeah, no, I think that's and fair. Just to to see how we how we think this thing wraps up. Um,
1: in Kansas City against the Chiefs, boy, I don't know. I, I you know the Chiefs held on to a win today in Germany against Miami. Um, but look, these aren't the same Chiefs. Um, they're they're they just they don't they don't scare me as much as they did last year. Um. I don't know. I I don't, but I don't feel comfortable with that game. I don't know why. I don't know if maybe it's Andy Reid still scares me. (laughs) Well, it's it's
0: Andy Reid coming off a bye week.
1: Yeah, and
0: that's what that's kind of what I what I lean on too. My thought process is: I feel like we're capable of beating them, but I just don't know. I'm not sure how that plays out.
1: Chiefs defense has been really good this year. Um, I think that's where the trouble's going to be. Uh, offensively, they're just not the same. They're leaning much more in their defense than they, to me, have uh, in these in this current run that they've had with Mahomes over the last few years. Defense has been really good for them, and I think that's what's uh, kept them in ball games. Um, and obviously, that's reason why they're seven and two. Um, and I think that's gonna be your mark right there, is if the Eagles can figure out, you know, offensively the Chiefs the I think that's where that goes. They, but I I know maybe I'll read my words here. The Chiefs offense just doesn't scare me like it did last year. Right.
0: At all. And just for the four shits and giggles, Andy Reid as an NFL coach has a twenty seven and four record after the bye week. Yeah, and that's kind of why I um yeah, yeah, and so, as much as I want to say the Eagles will beat them and get revenge, I, I, you know what? Fuck it. The Eagles are going to beat them and get revenge. There you go. All right. Uh, because, I really like. Look, let's let's do this too. Taylor Swift ain't going to be at the game. Good point. Good she's going to be in South America somewhere because they have she's on tour again. Uh-huh. He's not going to be at games really right now.
1: Oh, so so whenever the camera pans up there, they're just going to show jackson Mahomes standing in the background looking like a douchebag.
0: It'll be jackson Mahomes just standing there, like I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not even, gonna, <laughs> not even gonna, yeah, jackson Mahomes will just be standing there looking like a douchebag. There you go. That's, yeah. all, I'm That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Um, um what, what, we so,
0: moved- where are you going with that one?
1: Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, unfortunately, I'm gonna say the loss there. I hate it. I think, I think it'd be super close though. Like I'm thinking field goal game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I, and that's the thing. Like it really could go either way. I'm, I guess maybe I'm just coming off of, of beating Dallas and like, no, fuck that. We're going to win. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I,
1: I know I completely get it. I, uh, I just don't know. I think the, uh, Part of the other rationale too is, like I said, the Chiefs' steve has been so good, and the uh, Eagles previously dropping a game to the Jets. Who, I mean, look, uh, I don't think they're as bad as anyone, everyone, everyone thinks. Um, but and then the close games with the Commanders, and I just, you know, kind of concerns me. But moving through the game to the Bills at back at the link, the Bills are nowhere near what they were at all. No, um, I think the Eagles got this one pretty handily. To be honest with you,
0: yeah. I mean, and this goes back to something I said at the, beginning, at the beginning of the season when we were going through this. I said the Bills were either going to be world beaters this year or they were going to completely fall off. And as we speak, they are five and three and currently losing to the Bengals, twenty-one to ten, with six twenty-four left in the third. Yeah, yeah. So I and,
1: think uh, this is yeah. this
0: is not the Bills team that we've seen in years past. Um, is it the the issues with chemistry between Stefan Diggs and the rest of the team? Is it, you know, who, there's something going on there. And this is not the same Bills team that we're used to. Uh, Josh Allen's throwing it. Uncharacteristic interceptions. He's kind of regressed to his rookie year. Um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to make of them. But I do know that this is going to be another win for the Eagles.
1: Yeah, and you know, offensively for the Bills, and this is before. Excuse me, for the Bengals. I have to say this about the Bengals: the, the <laughs> realize the Bengals are finally starting to come around. But the Bengals have, um, you know, who you just mentioned, are currently beating the Bills twenty-one to ten, uh, the third fewest points uh, scored in the NFL, right. um, only only behind the Jets and the Giants. So that really speaks volumes of how good the Bengals have been this year, and they're currently up on the Bills by that much. So.
0: Yeah, and, and like you said, you know what? The, yeah, the Bengals started off terribly this year. They finally started to turn around. Joe Burrow's looking like Joe Burrow again after being hurt to start the season. So he's probably getting healthy, and that's making things a little bit a little bit easier on the Bengals. But at the same time, this should be a much closer game. Um, you know, I, I so in my eyes, no, the the Bills are cooked this year.
1: Yeah, no. yeah. That should be a win no matter what. Yeah. Um, and then the funny thing is is that I think this is one of the games I was halfway concerned about as I watched the Niners absolutely throttle the Cowboys, um, you know, on Sunday night football a few weeks ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um now I don't even care. <laughs>
0: but... Yeah, dude, look, <laughs> Birdie's coming back down to earth. People have some game tape on him, they've seen him. He's making his second round through the through the NFL. And they figured him out, and especially well, without his weapons because he's got a bunch of injuries too. People yep. are dinged up. He's not playing the way that he did last year. He's throw, He threw three straight interceptions, I think, in the last game, or was it two straight interceptions? Yeah, something crazy. Doodle. So I'm not worried about the Niners. That's another win.
1: Um. Let's now, see. Yeah.
0: Week 14 against Dallas in Dallas – Initially during, I do remember this for certain, I said, we're going to sweep Dallas. I don't necessarily know that that's going to be the case. Yeah,
1: I don't know. This is one that I certainly after for tonight's game. Obviously, you still see all the fight that the Cowboys have. That's that's certainly, um, you know, whatever we mentioned about the refs and some of the, you know, BS there um cowboys are not not pushovers i mean dak almost threw up 400 yards on on the eagles t- today um i think i'm gonna go with you with uh what you said though uh, i'm gonna say this is gonna be a win and i'm gonna say it's gonna be by a touchdown
0: okay all right so we're both I- i'm gonna go i am gonna go loss so we're both sitting at three and one for the second half of this of the schedule um We go to Seattle. I can't – if we lose to Dallas, we're not losing to Seattle.
1: Yeah, this is one of those weird ones where I have a feeling that if they beat Dallas, they'll lose to Seattle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. Seriously, it it really could – it could be like that.
1: I really do. Like, I have a feeling, like, especially if they beat Dallas by, like, more than one score, Seattle's not going to throttle them, but Seattle's going to figure out a way to win.
0: Right, right. You know? I mean, but the, the problem is Seattle's so – I don't know. I think I think Pete Carroll's done. I think he's fried as a coach, um, which is fine for me because I fucking hate him. Um, but their offense is not playing well. They they have no running game to speak of. Even Kenneth Walker III is not playing well. He got held to 16 yards today on – I think he only ran the ball three times or something like that. But he got held to 16 yards. Yeah, that's they good. just couldn't get the run game going. So, and Zach Car- Zach Charbonnet or Carbonet, however you say it, I think only had two yards or three yards. So, to me, Seattle's done. You can stick a fork in them, even though they're they're technically still in. Well, they might not be anymore, but they were tied for tied or in the lead of the uh, NFC West.
1: Yeah, they were. I mean, they they had one of the better records in football. So. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're
0: currently yeah, they're, yeah, five and three. Yeah, five and three. So they're tied with with San Fran right now. Um, but man, I just I can't I can't see them really being anything against us.
1: No, we're talking about a weak division. So you have the Niners, Seahawks at five and three. The Rams who have dropped now the three what three straight. They're three and six. Um. And then the Cardinals, I don't even know where to go with that.
0: One and eight, and the one win was over the Cowboys. So yeah, it just goes uh, to show that that the Eagles losing to the Jets isn't that big of a deal. Exactly. You know, I, as, as I, much as we had it as, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, it nah, really really wasn't that big a deal. No, I if
1: you remember what I said, too, that was the same day that the Niners lost to the Browns. Yeah, uh, with Pete, and it wasn't it wasn't Desha- Deshaun's
0: Browns. It was PJ Walker's Browns. So. <laughs> I, hey, honestly, I don't think we're going to see Deshaun again. You really? You think? I think maybe he'll, maybe he'll play another couple games this season, but I think they're going to be done with him because he's he chose he was medically cleared and chose to sit out. Mm, good point. So I
1: good don't know point. what's going
0: on there, but you know maybe they need to maybe his agent needs to massage some numbers or something so he can. But um, I think the reason why we spent so much time on those first five games, because those are the rough
1: ones, because honestly the Eagles finished Giants, Cardinals, or, excuse me, had Giants, Cardinals, Eagles, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Um, you know, if the Giants have played pretty tough games this year, they. Uh, um, but the, the weird thing is like their games that they've played tough, if you will, super low scoring, yeah. um, you know, field goal, you know, uh, you know, basically, it's field goals versus field goals. And the, my thing is, all the Eagles need to really do is score one touchdown in either of those games and it's over.
0: <laughs> well, and look at it this way, too. So for the last three weeks, because we played the Giants twice and the Cardinals right now, if you add up all their wins and you're going to double the Giants because you're playing them twice, five wins between Yeah. Them. <laughs> because the Giants are two and seven, the Cardinals are one and eight. And breaking news, they think that Daniel Jones tore his ACL. Oh, no. Are they're they going to go with Tommy DeVito through. for the rest of the year? Yeah. <laughs> so they're not even going to have Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones, after signing that massive contract, may have already played his last game as a Giant. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, so honestly, if we get through between from weeks eleven through fifteen at four and one. It doesn't really matter what we do week 16 through 18 as long as I think we – I mean, at that point, I figure as long as we win two out of the three – hell, maybe not even two out of three. We may only really need to win one out of those three games. Yeah, because
1: especially depending upon where they're at in week 18, they may just be throwing, you know
0: – That might be the Mariota game. Right,
1: or, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That that probably is his time to shine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: That's gonna be your that's gonna be Mariota. That's where you're gonna see like Boston Scott as you're, you're starting running back. They'll probably throw um I don't know, Mike Quick might come out of the booth to play wide receiver for a little bit. Um that's where you'll see your practice squad is gonna yeah. everybody on the practice squad that does that still has elevations is gonna be elevated and they're all gonna play.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. it'll be a preseason game, basically.
0: Yeah, essentially. I mean and and you know, I'm not upset with that. I feel like we're gonna go. I feel like we will be the number one seed in the NFC. You know, obviously barring any catastrophic injuries. If Jalen's knee gets worse, that will definitely change things. Um, but he's doing a good job of doing what needs to be done.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I that's a good point. I think the they will um continue to protect him, his running Uh, Game, obviously, has slowed. That was pretty evident here in the last few weeks anyway. Um, They're going to try to protect him more. Um, So you'll see – I think you'll see some elevated pass stats compared to his running game. He'll still get the uh, brotherly shove touchdowns, but I just don't think you're going to see the Jalen run numbers that we had, uh, mainly because of that, you know, trying to protect him. I mean, he doesn't need to be doing that if,
0: uh,
1: (laughs) you know. He's so, going to take honestly, enough enough bumps off the
0: occasional sack anyway, so right, right. So Which hopefully they can get their line straight. I think Tyler Steen played pretty well today. Um, yeah, I think he's only going to get better. But I would really like the the they were getting a lot of pressure off the edge, um, particularly Jordan Mulata's players that mm-hmm. he was post, that he was responsible for him and um, and uh, not Cam Jurgens, uh, Landon Dickerson. So the, the left side of the line. Was letting a lot of traffic through. Got to clean that up. Um, Micah Parsons even split between Dickerson and Kelsey on the one play, and disrupted things. So just just some stuff that needs to be cleaned up from a from a um, protection perspective, you know. But overall, man, you can't be upset with the game today. I'm not upset with with where the Eagles are at the bye week. It's it's everything's lined up. Yeah, everything's lined up. They just gotta. They have to go out, control the controllables, execute like they can execute, and we should be in for another fun winter
1: of yeah. football. Yeah, no, definitely agree. Um, we do want to
0: talk real quick, and we'll
1: we'll kind of um, we'll go into more detail on this, um, but uh, kind of some thoughts we've had about where, what the Phillies could do this off season, um, and we'll we'll do more of a deep dive. Uh, we we will never do a uh, game by game preseason look. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, real, real quick break breaking news: Phillies had four finalists for Gold Glove awards. The only one who won was Zach Wheeler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I did see Wheeler won his. That's uh, yeah. You know, that's something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I feel like uh, oh, Stott should have won his. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like everybody else. It's whatever. But, yeah, JT's
1: already won a couple. It's yeah. kind of you know.
0: You know, I don't really care. I I didn't really care if any, whoever else won them. I just really, really, really wanted Stott to win one. Yeah, yeah, and I think he will. Um, oh yeah, eventually he will. The only the only
1: thing with him, this could be one of those things that we. Discuss in more length, maybe not for 24, but uh, I have a suspicion that at some point you may have to move him back to shortstop. Yes, because Trey Turner wasn't exactly great. <laughs> I mean, no. he flashed the glove, but my god, he committed a lot of errors, dude,
0: dude. Like, I I realized that we got him for his offense. But I expected his defense to at least be serviceable. And he did it, like you said, at times he made some plays, but holy shit. Yeah. There were some plays where I'm like, dude, how do you make that? How how do you not make that play? How does that happen when you're supposed to be one of the best shortstops in the game? And Again, I, I know he's more offensively oriented, but I can't just... yeah,
1: yeah he, so he finished off the season with 23 errors, which I believe led the league, uh negative 10 defensive runs saved and negative three outs above the average. So he was basically, you know, costing the Phillies defensively and costing games and cost whatever, you know, however you want to look at it that way. And granted, look, it's bad turned around and everyone forgot about it. Seriously, he the dude could have committed a hundred errors and, you know, people would have forgotten about it because his bat was that on fire. So he's more than making up for it. But you, I I completely agree. Like you sign the guy, knowing that he's pretty decent defensively, thinking you're going to get much more than basically the worst shortstop in baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's mm-hmm. basically what he bet you know, metriced out to uh, defensively. Take his bat away. Oof. That's not good for someone that you're paying 300, whatever million. So I think at some point in the future, they do have to consider maybe they shift him to second base or put him in the outfield. Yeah, or do some rights, do something that where he's not going to be a liability uh, right. like that anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, let's talk real quick on the outfield. Then I do want to, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll do more detail on this, but just some thoughts we had. You and I have been chit chatting about, you know, the possibilities of, Ah, uh, the Phillies uh, signing Otani, and then you know maybe even making a trade for Trout, or just making another trade or uh, signing in general. Um, the Phillies are right now uh, with you know still everyone under contract for a little while, uh, still basically with Castianos and right, um, a Martian Center, um, and, I, and I and I assume you're, we could stick with a um, uh, you know just saying right now Schwarber and Left. Or because he did play most of the season in the left field, it really wasn't until the postseason that you started to see him uh dhing. And the reason why I say that's because you have Rojas going back to the minors, um, so he won't be out there, so you're not going to be able to do your Marsh Rojas thing like you saw in the playoffs. Will he though? I think they will, I really do. I hope
0: so. I'm I'm concerned that they I won. really, I
1: really think they will. Um, it he wasn't supposed to be. I think thrust in the position that he was in necessarily. I, I think I, I texted you this. I think they wanted Christian Pache to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Pache is a more seasoned bat um, with um, not as good defensively, but still really good defensive outfielder. But Pache can't stay healthy. And so he gets hurt, and you automatically have to recall Rojas, or call, not recall, but call up Rojas, who just dazzles with his glove, but really doesn't do a whole lot offensively. Right. Um, and it, it's what sucked. It was like it was like when he was coming up in the postseason in the nine hole. It was like watching a pitcher bat. You know, it it just really was bad. It was really bad. So yeah, I think he goes back to the minors. And this is where I think they either swing a move uh, for a free agent or you know a uh, trade. Now, what what do you think? Are they going to make a move that
0: way? Or I hope so. I hope they he needs to go back to the minors like you said needs to get his his confidence up, get his bat ready. Um looking at who they have eligible for salary arbitration, they've got Jeff Hoffman who I would imagine
1: they better sign him for yeah, give him a 2-3 year deal.
0: Right. Ranger Suarez, who I would I would say yeah, yeah, yeah. He, need to get him. Yeah, he yeah, uh, better better
1: make sure he stays obviously.
0: Gregory Soto. Who do we keep him on the team or do we let him go? I, I'm in, I'm almost inclined to let him go. Yeah, there's got to be. I mean, look to me, they got more mileage
1: out of, and I hate to say this, but trash heap Jeff Hoffman than they did making the trade and for Soto, who they traded Veerling and uh, Nick Maton, and there were times in this season where I would have much rather had Matt Veerling
0: up there than Jake Cave. Yeah. Well, you know, who comes to my next? Jake Cave and uh, Dylan Covey. And then you've oh, got. Yeah, Alec. which I hope
1: to God that guy's gone.
0: Well, yeah. And then you've got Alec Bohm, Edmundo Sosa, and Garrett Stubbs.
1: Yeah, Stubbs will be back. Bohm, I think, is the only one that I thought, you know, the Phillies, if they were really trying to swing a trade, I have a sneaky suspicion that he could be mentioned. Um, my fear is that Marsh would be in there. Um, especially if they make a trade for an outfielder, right? That would, that, that's a kind of a concerning thing. Um, Sosa's gotta be back. I would think, although he really wasn't as much with the bat as he was in 22. Um, he's still a pretty versatile player. You know, you can kind of slot him around a bit. So I'd imagine he still would have a bench role.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I would think mainly because he would, I would imagine he's still cheap enough too. Uh, for for whatever his role would be, um, I don't know. You know, I, I would like to think that they make a play for Otani. Um, I don't know that they do. Yeah, uh, I think it's more of a realistic thing for them to swing a trade for uh, Trout, maybe, uh, but or or somebody of a higher caliber, um, you know.
0: So the problem is who who would be available at that point um but and who knows I mean look the winter meetings and and the off season always end up uncovering some interesting stories and some interesting storylines and and you know we don't know what may shake out there may be a player that it turns out is super unhappy with his team or a team that's super unhappy with a player And it just happens, it just so happens to fit well with what the Phillies are doing. And the Phillies are able to swing a trade.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, I, what in a, in my dream world here, we're bringing in Otani. We're figuring out a a relatively cheap deal for Trout. And then we're getting, um, I would, I have to say, Nolo's got to walk. Yeah, Just because $200,000 for eight years for him isn't worth it to me. No,
1: too, 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 much, too much on the money side for
0: him. I wouldn't do the the, the contract there.
1: Um, if you do do that, you know, you look at having Otani available. If you do actually push that kind of money toward him, obviously he's not going to pitch this year, but, right, you know, 25 and moving forward. But I, I do like um, the Jordan Montgomery um, Thing. I think he would be a much more uh reasonable. Um yeah. you know, I'm not saying that his track record is there, but you know what? The guy's World Series ring now, and I get to see a lot of his work with the Cardinals. I think he would be a good fit. Um obviously they have to sign that relief pitcher, Will Smith. Yes. Right. <laughs> there's there's no doubt about that. Uh, oh. because the man now has three in a row. So basically whatever team he's on is gonna win the World Series. So right. <laughs>
0: And looking at just their other their other free agents that we have, obviously Nola, Reese Hoskins, uh, Craig Kimbrell, and Michael Lorenzen. And as far as I'm concerned, Reese might have a place with us, but everybody else can move on.
1: Yeah, Kimbrell's gone, Lorenzen's gone. Um, you know, uh, now what they that and that see with them obviously kicking Kimbrell to the curb. Um, that may obviously factor in their decisions on Soto to try to keep someone else in the pen uh, that at least has some kind of closing experience. But I think they'll make a move to shore that up too, is look at another bullpen piece, uh, definitely an outfielder and obviously starting pitching. I don't think they bring back Nola. I I, I keep hearing Blake Snell, but Blake Snell is just going to be just as expensive. And I think he's a little older, like a year maybe. Yeah. and, look, the guy has won a Cy Young. I think he might win it again this year. Um, but I don't know that I do that, honestly. If you're going to sign – if you're going to go after Blake Snell, you might as well just re Nola. Right. I, my, I mean, I realize Nola's not a Cy Young award winner, but at least he knows the team. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not, i not – you know, maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but if I'm going to give $200 million to a pitcher, because that's exactly what Snell's going to command – he's probably going to command the same amount of time. You may as well just give it to the guy you drafted right. because you're probably going to – he's been serviceable. Um, you know, Snell doesn't know. And it, and to me, like, you save that money, you go Montgomery, you dump money in the outfield, you dump money in bullpen spot. I don't know. Everything else is pretty short up, though. It's just the other spot, like you mentioned with Reese Hoskins, is uh, what does Harper decide he wants to do. Right. You know, because if he wants to go back to the outfield, which whatever that's his deal, uh, that obviously changes things big time. Because then you could resign Reese, right? Stick him right at first,
0: yeah, right, right first. But Reese is one of those. T- Look, man, I think he's a great clubhouse guy. If we could hire him to be a mascot, I'm for it. But he's not. He's too streaky as a hitter.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's very similar to Castellanos. and
0: right, and and Schwarber and half the other half the rest of the lineup. We gotta we have to get some guys that can just hit consistently, and that's that's something we don't have. No, and no. outside of outside of Harper, you know Harper, but even Harper and Ramuto get streaky at times. Yeah, um, I I just I really I really like Reese Hoskins. I really truly do. And I would hate to let them walk, but I don't really see a way around it at this point. Yeah, no,
1: just there's not really a spot there. Um, no, I agree. They need to have they need to have a 300 hitter like on the team. They just really do. That's 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 not Bryce, and uh, you're not going to get it with anyone that's currently there, the, unless unless, Stott.
0: yeah, Stott. yeah. Or I would even say if Trey. I mean, Trey is a former National League batting champion.
1: Yeah, he just needs he to can, get his head out of his ass.
0: Yeah. He just needs to keep his keep his head about him for a full season. And he could be that steadying presence. Yeah. But I mean he even showed in the playoffs he can he can be that but we gotta see it out a full season out of it. Exactly. This exactly. Yep. Um one thing that's really intriguing to me as far as on the pitching side of things is there's a couple Japanese pitchers. That look really, really good. Um, Let me see if I can say this dude's name: Yoshinobi Yamamoto. I think you did. That was good. And then we've got uh, Shota Imanaga. So if we can get one of them two, uh, Imanaga is going to be a three or four, um, and Yamamoto is a one or two.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Looking at that guy's numbers. In Japan, 70 and 20. This is Yamamoto, 70 and 29, a 182 with 922 strikeouts. And that's over the course of, I believe, six ish seasons. Um, Yeah, that guy's just.
0: Yeah, now he's somebody I would pay 200 million plus for. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was the one thing I loved about seeing the Mets get the um, Kodai uh, Senga. I mean that guy, you know, the Mets are really really bad, but Senga went to an under 3 ERA. I mean, very solid season. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he beat a couple hundred strikeouts, I mean, for his first year in the bigs and he played with a really 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 bad team. I mean, hopefully, you know, the I I had, I think maybe the Phillies should I I agree. And, and
0: he's only 25. Yeah. So, you're talking about It's not like you're talking about a guy that's, you know, you're not talking about somebody that's been in the Japanese league for or the Nippon league for years. You're talking about somebody that's – he's already had – in the last two years he's won MVP and Japan's top pitching award for each of the past two years. And you're getting him as he's hitting his prime. Yeah. You're not getting a 30-year-old dude. You're not getting a 35-year-old guy that wants to just – try and get into the show for you know you're getting somebody in their prime go get him yeah do it john middleton i know you listen to our show on a daily basis (laughs) like and you re-listen the episodes because you love us go get him